At long last, the secret origin of Atom Eve. The story started out on a rather sad note, but hey, you have to start somewhere, is how the three-page of this entire large compendium is how the three-page origin story for Adam Eve starts. And uh, we're now here to talk about the 55-minute special Invincible Presents Adam Eve, uh, released on Amazon a few months ago now. Uh, this is directed by Haley Herrick, uh, written by Helen Lee, and Robert Kirkman. Uh, I am Brandon T. McClure, of course, and uh, with me on this journey is only Sparks Witty. How are you, sir? It's me. I'm here. Happy to do it. Um, our other Fickner cohorts uh, either could not be here or decided they didn't have a lot to say about it, which is perfectly reasonable on both counts. Uh, so you just get myself and uh, my good friend Sparks Witty to talk about Adam Eve, her origin story special so sparks why don't we why don't we get some initial thoughts what do you think about this one i think it's good um i mean like you know it's a, it's a special uh episode so like it's laser focused on on what it's doing um and there's not like a a oh damn uh gotta get to that next episode or what's gonna happen next in the you know it's just not that vibe that you're coming away with um mm -hmm. for it when you said like it's a three page story, I'm like, I see it. I, I see how it's like a not I'm not going to say stretched out, but a filled out three page story, mm -hmm. you know? Um, yeah, I, I don't I, know. I enjoy it. I don't know if there's a longer origin story later on or if some of this some of this elements because I'm, I'm still in the first compendium. There's, I think, three compendiums in total um, of Invincible. I don't know if there's a lot more that they do that that this that the story comes from um but i uh, i thoroughly enjoyed it i really like invincible i was pretty blown away by that first season uh in general and i was and i was eager for more and um they surprise dropped this and i watched it pretty much right away at the time um uh there's a lot of things i really like in it and when you kind of get over the oh invincible's back of it all uh, that I think probably Amazon was banking on when they did the initial drop of like, hey, you've been waiting for Invincible. Here's a special treat for your for you for you guys. And you know, you get that kind of like hype of like, oh my God, Invincible's back. Um, I think once you kind of get away from that, the the cracks do show a bit more. Mm. So second time watching it a little, uh, is what I'm trying to allude at. Um, and there's slight issues I have with it coming on the second time, but uh, overall, I think it's a it's a it's a it's a good time it's a solid story and uh there's some great action hmm. um interesting you you have a second viewing that i don't have so um i want to hear more about how you feel about those things i think for me it's I, I guess the best way to say it is that i feel like there's three pages of interesting details about this story and then everything mm -hmm. else about it is kind of traditional. Yeah. Basic. I don't yeah. want to say basic. Okay. That feels, that feels too harsh. 
basic does. Uh, traditional sounds a little less harsh than basic. Yeah, tr- traditional. Like I just, uh, I, I feel like none of the characters around Eve feel as well developed or interesting in her origin story as the other invincible characters do in the rest of the show. Yeah, I think so. Like it's the it's the maybe the mom. I might give you the mom. Like her her adoptive mom. Yeah. But like besides that, it's like it's the best friend who gets freaked out by the powers and then never talks to her again because she thinks she's a freak. Check. It's the dad who calls her a freak and doesn't get her, which we already kind of had to explain to us from season one a bit. Check. It's the government man who's like, I need the weapon. Check. It's a scientist man who's like, I don't know if this is the right thing, but I'm going to do it anyway. Check. Mm. And then it's the the I'm the adoptive figure who's been watching you for 20 years and don't use your powers. And like he's he's not a boring character, but he's not exactly a fresh character. Yeah, I don't think I have necessarily the same issue there. Um not to say that that what you're saying isn't isn't totally valid. I um, I, I want to clarify that I, mm-hmm. I don't think it's necessarily an issue. I just think that like it stands out when this thing is isolated as a special. Mm-hmm. Like it's just about these things. And I'm like, there's a lot of stuff I feel like I've seen in a lot of other places here, which is not true if I watch any episode of Invincible. And sure. so like comparatively it's it's just harsher just because it is this so contained thing you're not getting a lot of the i mean even down to the like if you like it's fun it's cool but it's like omni man showing up at the beginning and it's like if you know it's like well this is before he like kills all those guys like dang this is but like it's traditional like justice league opening sure i can't i like the world building of that scene that i'll I'll get to a little bit in 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 a minute um i'm never one to shy away from tradition you know tropes these are all it's you know superheroes are pretty tropey you know it's yes. it, that, that's not um controversial um yeah. and invincible plays with some tropes leans into others and they they the invincible as a series um is very good in that in that way the comic plays into a lot more tropes than it does uh, because of the time it was coming out and the show play and the show was able to kind of subvert those because of all the superhero media that has come out, you know, um, there's a lot of, there's a, there's a lot of to be learned. I just kind of feel like, you know, I'll probably say the same. Mm, I don't know if I want to make this comparison, but I think I have to, because I can't think of a better one. We haven't reviewed Blue Beetle yet, and it's something that I really want to do. Um, mm. Blue Beetle is very, to use the vernacular, the, the less harsh vernacular, but it, traditional. It's traditional. Um, uses a lot of tropes we've seen before. And I think in, I think Blue Beetle is wrapped in a, in a, I think, you know, those kind of things like, I don't know why they don't stand. You know what? I, I don't know why they don't stand out the same way to me as they do others or even you. Um, it, it, it's interesting. You know how that kind of like how, how that is, because like I really love Blue Beetle. I really like this this thing. 
And even though they're using things I've seen before, I still find them interesting and I still find them engaging. Um, I don't know. I don't necessarily know why that is. Perhaps it's a character flaw, um, but I don't know if. Uh, I yeah, I, I think it's just a different, different point of different points of view there, rubbing up against each other there. Well, it's not. It's not like I'm I kind of it kind of fell down a thought a thought rabbit hole. It's not like I'm saying that it's a devastating problem. And I do think yeah. like there's a difference between like without having seen Blue Beetle. Um uh I think there's a difference between when you have an expectation of a level of something mm-hmm. because of what's already existed and then something that's just new. And like, this isn't even new to Invincible. Like, everybody who's not a comic dork um, in that space or wasn't familiar with the comic when they watched the first episode of Invincible, they're like, "Yeah, all right, this is this is nice." I don't know if I'd really watch it though. Like, you know, the the more average viewer base. And then Omni Man kills a bunch of people, yeah, brutally, and everyone's like, "Yo." <laughs> this is not the show I thought it was. That's the thing. It's like Invincible's full of that, of, yeah. of zigging where you expect it to zag. And held no to the zigging. standard. There's no zigging here, is what you're saying. Held to the standard of what you usually get when you watch Invincible. Yeah. There's a lot less of that on the table here. And it, it doesn't make it bad. I think I come away wondering, like, why does this need to be its own special? Sure. What was the value in doing this much of the story this way and not like flashbacks with Eve or Eve just explaining some of this? Like, where where is the inherent value? Yes, I I care more about the character. I'm attached to it. Will the things I learned about her here be like, I don't know. I'm assuming they will be be relevant with the character going forward in the regular show. And I'm well, hoping I so. A, I think it's a valid question, actually, because like we already know that Eve's desire isn't to be a superhero in the traditional sense is to make a difference. Right. Um, we already know that from the show. That's that's. Um, and I, I I guess I I guess I do kind of agree with the idea, like, you know, what is what is new that we learned about Eve in this? We knew she was adopted. We knew that her parents sucked. Uh, yeah. We knew that her, that she wants to make a difference. Um, and we knew that she did superheroing stuff and then kind of soured on the way she was going about it, which was more classic. We just didn't know yeah. the semantics of why. I, I mean, like, really what we know is, like, how she got her powers and the tragedy behind, like, her birth family. Yeah. That's very moving and everything. Uh, and I care about her and I care about that. But what is the purpose of telling us that this way? You know, um, why? Why a whole 55 minute special about it? And I think it's all fine if like this stuff is going to matter in the long run. Like. It's been it's been lingering on her. It's a way she feels about, you know, a family that she's going to form of like people she cares about because she starts to let more people in in a real way uh, in the show. Totally get that. Because like she briefly had people who she felt more connected to than her own parents in the special, and then tragically, tragically had them taken away. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think there are ways that all this can circle back around um, in the show. I just don't know that that'll happen. Uh, and so it makes me kind of wonder. I'm not, I'm, I, I make it sound like I didn't like this. I like this. Oh, I, no, just, I, I, wanna, I just, uh, yeah. I apologize that I want to hover on this a little bit more because I'm, I'm just curious. I'm just interested in what you have to say about all this and posing these questions and things. Um, when I found out it was 55 minutes, I was actually shocked. Um, I, I wonder if perhaps a 25 minute special uh, would have been uh, better um a little a little smaller a little tighter um and i also wonder what was the timetable in the production of this episode were they working on this episode at the same time that they were working on season two mm-hmm. because i i question that because of the animation mm-hmm. um which i think is noticeably i to say worse is again, we're running into like that, that bad word kind of idea of like basic, you know, like it's cause it's not, it's not bad animation, but it's not as good as the first season of invincible. I don't believe. Um, which, and which I think there's great animated moments in this episode, but like still, which might have less to do with like the production pipeline. Uh, sorry, less to do with the timeline and more to do with like how much time and budget were they willing to allow to this? Yeah. Because it's just a special. I'll put the big stuff in the season. Yeah. Yeah, I just... I like Adam Eve a lot. Mm-hmm. She is one of the main characters of Invincible. And I enjoy her. I think she's I think she's great. I'm very excited to watch her do more in the show. I guess to me, when you tell me you're going to make a special episode of Invincible, I kind of wonder why it's not about someone who's interesting and more on the sidelines. Like Alan. There's a lot of characters that sure, you, could, yeah. you could throw out there who are not going to be like our main center focus characters. That I kind of wonder why aren't we doing something like that? Because that that's the other thing is like the worst case scenario, right? Is that they do this and like none of this really comes to real fruition. Like you're just mm-hmm. kind of expected to have the knowledge of it and that that in itself make you inherently more empathetic to Eve Mm -hmm. Um, and that be it. And like no real tangible stuff of it coming back around or anything like that. Sure. Whereas like if you're going to go with that and it'd be so isolated, I mind a lot less personally an isolated story. That's about a character who maybe is already dead in the show or who we're never going to get that kind of focus on in the regular show. Sure. And like, if you do that kind of like dedicated focus here, if none of that information really comes back around, that bothers me less. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's part of what kind of not not puts me up against this or anything, but just has me kind of like, yeah, right. And Adam Eve special. Sure. Yeah, I get it's that. not bad. It's just it's just kind of like cool. I um we mentioned the opening with the Guardians of the Globe. Um, coming in to fight the not the serpent society uh but it's kind of a an a, 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 it's kind of that idea Tatiana um, Maslani is there Tatiana Maslani in that interesting yep. um I, I I like that scene I think that's a fun scene I like the Guardians of the Globe uh kind of coming in and 
you know, having this like, oh, where are all these characters, you know, like kind of like expanding the world, doing this kind of world building that I do, that I do like to see. Um, and then Omni-Man coming in and, and uh, you know, there's some good dialogue there. Um, I, uh, that's really all I wanted to say about that scene, actually. There's nothing more to say. None, of those, none of those Guardians age at all. Well, there's the, there's one, I don't remember the green leotard dude, whatever his, his name is. Isn't that his successor is the one who gets killed in the beginning of the series, in the beginning of the series. Genuinely, I'm too far away to remember. I think she's, I think he, I think the one who gets killed in the beginning of the series is a girl and that's a guy. So it would be the, the the successor that gets. All right. But everybody else doesn't age. No, well, and then there's the guy. There's the there's the guy with the lightning bolt on his. He's not even in the team when we right. meet him when we meet the Guardians of the Globe later. Um, so yeah, and that kind of like world building, like the the a, a previous iteration of the Guardians of the Globe. That's kind of fun, like that. That that no, sure. That, and I wonder if like, as you're saying that, like it's coming into my head of like, would it have been better to have been a special about that about the Guardians of the Globe? You know. I do. I just, I'm, I also like you say that, and I'm like, is that just an Invincible Justice League movie? <laughs> yeah, probably. Like, like, is that all it is? Cause like they are, they are killed off fairly early because they are pretty, pretty heavy archetypes of the people that they're playing off of. Like, yeah. you've changed some things around, but everyone knows who they're paralleling. Like, the most interesting character there is the immortal. And that's only because like we've gotten more out of him. Yeah. Um, um got a big giant uh letter on my chest is that what this is <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good um i did i laughed i thought that was funny yeah I mean, and you can tell it's like the same kind of eye that invincible has so, you know it came for the same taylor yeah um i uh lance reddick's in this yeah he Wanted is shot him yeah. out yeah post-mortem um well he, he was alive when he record when when this came out but still um i want to know I, 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 I'm so curious to ask you this, and I'm glad that you're here because, like, you and I have watched Adventure Time. Okay. Uh, you and I love Adventure Time. Sure. Yes. True. How do we feel about Stephen Root as a voice actor? Because he's Mr. Merton's Adventure Time, and he's once again here as the the do- doctor who saves Eve's life. Yeah. I blame the writing, I think, more than I blame the voice acting for this guy. Because yeah. like he's he is one of the things where I'm like, he's just kind of like one note. Sure. I, I mean, that's that's part of the thing is they're not even. They do the thing where, like, he's been homeless her entire life, mm-hmm. but he's still wearing his doctor's coat under there just in case we forgot he was the doctor. <laughs> I'm like, come on, y'all. <laughs> He's hiding from the guys, but he'll still wear his lab coat. Sure. Like, um, and yeah, that, that was, I mean, that's a, you know, it's a classic, like none of the, none of the characters of Scooby-Doo ever changed their outfits. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Sure. It's a classic animation animated trope. No, I I, I, I hear the same you. thing. 
look, I hear you. I yeah. hear you. I just feel like Invincible is not existing in that same space. And that's fair. I mean, most animated shows don't really exist in that same space anymore. No, but I mean, like, there's a there's a place for that. And I feel like Invincible is not one of those. Sure. Like, like nobody would have batted an eye. It, it, it literally like the second thing he says when he we shows up, even if you don't know that's him, is I'm I'm the one who uh, was with your mother. I, I made sure you were safe. And then you'd be like, oh, he's the doctor guy. Like, we don't need the lab coat to know he's the doctor. Also, Steven Root has a very as a as a voice that you would recognize. Yeah. So you would get it just by yeah. him talking. Right. That's yeah, that's kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just feel like he gets trapped in being a little one note until the very last minute, which mm-hmm. is when he finds out what they did to her mom. Um, and this is kind of where I'm like, I just I feel like there was more we could have done with him. Like, I don't have it's never explored why he changed his mind. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, other than, I guess, implied guilt because he pulled her off the street to do this. Yeah. Well, he says that he didn't know that she was that this was going to be used for a weapon, I guess. And that kind of like made him grow a conscience. I there's guess. there's I didn't know. And I didn't know. Sure. And this feels like I didn't know. Uh, and like the opening kind of makes you feel like not that he was in love with her. I won't go that far. But like that there was something more personal that had happened. Yeah. He cared about her. Yes. Like and he doesn't look after this daughter if he doesn't care and yeah. like, I don't feel like they justify that. I may, I'm gonna make myself homeless for your entire life. Uh, <laughs> because I've got to protect you. Cause I care about you. Like the man ruins his life to look after her. And I don't yeah. feel like they justify why he did it. They're just like, mm, he's just, you know, he's a good, he's a good guy. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> Sure. Sure, with the kind of real estate they're dealing and with, he's you the, could have explored that a bit more. Because he's the kind of character who you don't see again after the opening, and so you don't have to think about it that long. It's like, oh, yeah, he's just like, that was a nice doctor. He had a change of heart. Mm-hmm. But then he is a character later, and I'm like, more should have happened here? Sure. And honestly, kind of a... and honestly, if he's the kind of character that he is, shouldn't he be excited about all the things that she's able to do with her powers? He made her. Shouldn't he be like... I know he's saying like the hide it and everything, but she's like, I can do these things. And I, I kind of wanted a, you could do what? Um, like, well, she, but he, he knew how powerful she was going to be because he says he, he put in a, a, a blocker to prevent her from, from doing it to organic tissue, to organic tissue. Yeah. Yeah. So he knew that her powers were going to be limitless. And I still feel like if you create something like that, you're kind of amazed when you, when you're still encountering it and seeing it. Sure. And like, it's just not. Is what I mean, it's just he's very like kind of by the books of what you. What you get and like, there's a there. It's not bad. It's just like. This is all we're going to get about these characters mm-hmm. around Eve at this point in her story, I suspect. Like everything else after this is going to be about how this. If, it, if it's referenced at all, it's going to be about how it lingers with her. Mm-hmm. But. If you're going to do that, like, and do this focus on them, I don't know. Like, I needed to care a little bit more about about why he cared about the mom so much. Sure. I needed it to be more than just implied. I feel bad. When he dies. Well, he doesn't. He, I mean, he has a flashback of him caring about her. And I don't know. I, I think this was 
I think it was enough. I, I got that he he cared about her. He liked her. He was you could see it and when he's like No, I know he cared. Her. I know he cared. I know he cared because of the opening. Like I see that he cares about her. That's not the problem. Yeah. The pro I don't I don't understand why he cared about her so much to turn on his what he was doing with the job. I don't understand like what changed him? What made him go, I will I will trash my life for this girl? Um, right, but you're under the assumption that he knew that he that she was going to be a government weapon. But the text of this of the movie of the show wants you to believe that he wasn't, which is where the ter- the change of heart comes from. That he wanted to, he 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 did it for altruistic. He did the procedure for altruistic reasons. But when he realized, you know, classic once again, classic trope. Like once you realize what the nefarious company is actually going to do it for, then you are like, wait, no, I don't. I this is not what I signed up for. So I I, I need to fix this. I guess it didn't. But it wasn't. Like it. it wasn't enough for you. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I get that. I, 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 I mean, like, it's enough for me to be like, yeah, cool. It's not enough for me to like give more of a shit about him. Yeah, you know, like to to find him interesting or unique on his own. It's not enough for that. Sure, I'm pretty. I've been pretty agreeable about your points because obviously i respect your opinions and i want you and you know i don't want you to feel like i don't but i i think i pretty firmly disagree with you on this one i think the text of the film does of the show sorry not the film um does give me enough for me to care about the doctor and uh understand why he ruined his life why he cared about her why he does what he does um again because you know perhaps because i'm 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 going back to the beginning of our discussion because i'm more willing to accept the tropiness of this story uh than than perhaps you are you know i get all of it i just think it's very surface level oh i'm not saying you don't get it i'm i i just i and i guess i'm not even disagreeing that it's surface level i just think it was uh, enough is what i'm Mm. trying to say for me anyway yeah how do you feel about him lying to her about her mom being homeless oh i mean you know he wants to create this image of her of her dead at this point he doesn't know that the mom's alive he thinks that she's dead um you know i i I think it's kind of nice to his heart's in the right place i see for me like i think throughout the whole time i think his heart's in the right place um he wants her he wants his he wants uh her to have an image of of her mom that's not that she was just homeless. Mm-hmm. That she was. And she wants to. Say, he wants to say that she was special to him. She wants her to. to he wants her to believe that. And mm-hmm. I, 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 I like that. Honestly, I do. You said it like you didn't, though. I just think it's more interesting if she finds out that that's not the case. You think so? I think it's a more interesting story. Yeah. Like I, I'm happy that we know that that's not true. At least it's not as flowery and wonderful as as he makes it for her. But it's certainly a more interesting and complicated story if she knows the truth. Mm. I mean, he doesn't necessarily say that she she he just said that she was a a, what was it? What was the word he used? Like a she said, she said, are you my lab partner? Was she your lab partner? And he said, yeah, yeah, he's not technically lying. (laughs) 
she was his lab experiment. Come on. Oh, like, they're, they're, come on. But they were friends. Sure. And you can see that in the flashback. Sure. I don't know. I, I didn't see anything. Yeah, okay, you know what? You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll be more direct about it. I think that you get a lot of, like, we're going to be nice about how good this doctor is. What a nice man. What a nice thing he did. Look at this picture he gets to paint about his his lab partner. She was your mom. We were friends. It was so good. Really, really washes away that like she was homeless, desperate, and he pulled her into a situation that was probably going to end up killing her. Uh, and like, there you go. Like he did that um, and and experimented on her and like there's a morally bankruptness that he like he gets to squeaky clean. And by context of him not being a more depth developed character, very surface level, he gets to kind of just play squeaky clean good guy doctor. And I'd even and I'd even and I'd even give him more of it if someone else had been the person who pulled her off the street. Mm -hmm. We see specifically that it was him. He can't even like pretend that he's not the person who did it. Mm -hmm. And like you could argue that like, oh, he's doing something good or helpful or nice for her. But I'm like. I don't know. I don't know how much a person who's that desperate really uh, goes from like. Cool, I can I can like eat and have a place to sleep. I just got to have a baby. With a lot of lab experiment tests done on me. I don't think he knew the baby was going to kill her. I I don't think he knew it would happen, but I, but he did know it could. I would argue he did know it could. I'm not sure I would argue that because that's not explicit in the text. No, okay, but there's no way there's no way you're doing the kind of shit he's doing to make a baby like that, and it's like this is that regular pregnancy is a risk to a mother. There's no world where you don't go. This might kill this mom. I think he was probably confident in at least his abilities. I mean, he took her to a he took her to a a normal hospital. I'm pretty sure he he figured that she could live. I'm not saying that like he was 100 percent confident it was going to kill her. I'm saying that I'm saying that the risks were there. And and how much would she have been aware of the risks or really have that information? Look, we're doing a lot of reading in between the lines. My only point is is to say that, like. That's a complicated moral decision, but it is only available to you in the text of a flashback. It doesn't get to complicate Eve as a character, and it doesn't get to complicate the perception of this man because nothing else about him in the text of the show gets complicated in the special. That is your one that is your one avenue of it, and it's not elaborated elaborated on to make him a more to make a more depth. What's more a more complex character out of him in the position that he's in? See, that's where I'll agree with you on this one. I, and I think that the the purpose of it, it, it doesn't inform Eve's character. And that's kind of where I, I that's that's where you've got me. Uh, all the stuff with what he was doing, how he's pictured, that's that's where you lose me. But you've got me on he he doesn't inform he doesn't he doesn't do anything for eve's character not really eve is through and through not changed throughout this story um 
from the from the get go, she is very much pretty steadfast in her life and her personality and everything she knows. And by the end of it, she feels lost for a family that she thought she could have had. Yeah. It, I, sorry, but there's nothing, issue what you're saying. No, but there, so there's nothing of the, of the perceived reading between the lines idea of what this doctor did or did not do, what his actual motivations are, whatever. Again, you're right. We are re- reading between the lines because there's really not much more there. You know, it, it's, so we're honestly, this whole discussion is giving it way too much credit. Um, so like the, but so you, so again, you've got me when it's, it's not informing Eve's character that, that, that the baseline, nothing about whatever he's, he did or did not do did or did not feel informs Eve's character. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, that is it. Is that, him taking is seeing in the flashback that he's actually taking her off the streets is a morally complex thing. It's not even me saying he's a bad person or anything. It's just, it is more, it is, it is more complex than everything else about the character in the special. And it's not paid off anywhere else for Eve or even for him. Um, and because of that, Eve walks away from this, like when she makes that picture at the end and he's in it, it's like, it's like he's pseudo father figure. And I'm like, I just don't, is that don't warranted? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I see. I, I, I get what you're saying. I understand that. Um, and going to that, um, part of where the special loses me a little bit too, is I just don't feel like it does anything no, that's not true. Let me rephrase. I don't think it goes as far as I want it to go with the sibling story. Mm-hmm. This is another one where it's like. I, I'm i really glad that they have that emotional moment at the end when she's watching him dissolve in her arms and everything like that's really sweet. But like. He also. Did the whole like you're the perfect one and I'm going to attack you thing, which, you know, yeah, it's a trope and it's a, it's a great action scene um, and all that stuff. Uh, But there's not, there's not a lot of richness for having those sibling character, sibling characters on the table. I don't really know how much we're added by having that many of them Mm -hmm. when only one of them can talk. Um, I think even if you paired it, I think, I think even if you paired it down to the two, at the end, uh, instead of three, is it three or four? That first attacker, it's four, right? Three? I thought it was three. God, I don't even remember. I know one of them dies very quickly. Yeah, it's practically instant. Uh, I think it's three. Okay. Oh, I thought were you done? No, I yeah, I was taking a sip of water and I said okay. So I was oh. I was leaving it open for you to talk about the siblings if you wanted to. No, I um, I was just writing down a note because yeah, I talk a lot about on this podcast how my opinion shifts. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I um, I'm pretty frustratingly at times malleable when it comes to things I like, things I dislike, 
my first impressions aren't always going to be the impressions that I come out of. Um, a, a, a second time, third time, fourth time. Hell, we just found out that I don't like the Star Trek 09 film, which was news to me after 10 years. Um, and, so, <laughs> um, and so, like, it's... So coming out of the Adam Eve special, I was very excited. Really liked it. I loved it even. I was like, this is great. Really happy about this. There's so much good stuff here. Um, watching it the second time, and I'm not even saying I have the same problems as what you're saying, and 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 and, and perhaps it's just a case of I'm really tired today, and I don't know if I have if I've been able to think about a lot of the stuff uh, on a more on a more um, What's the opposite of surface level? Deep level doesn't sound right. <laughs> I know it doesn't. I keep trying um, <laughs> some kind of word to convey depth. Yeah. Um, uh, on a, on a know, deeper level? Deeper level. There we go. Uh, um, I have the strength or energy to think of this on a deeper level, and perhaps that's what the special wants you to think. Perhaps the special doesn't want you to think about these things on a deeper level because it is leaning so heavily on tropes and leaning so heavily on 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 these things that we are already familiar with to convey its idea that yeah, at the end of the Eve is going to mourn a family she did she never had because she's unhappy with the family she currently has because they don't understand her and the dad's a dick. Um, but what I don't, but I think you're right because when you do think about it on a deeper level, it doesn't hold water. It doesn't, when, when the sibling is dying in her arms, why is she sad about that? There's nothing in the text to convey that she should. This is just nothing. a villain that she's attacked. Yeah. Outside of the fact that she knows genetically it's her brother. And like, but nothing happened in the turn to really enforce that emotionally. Yeah. And there's no, also on his sense of, and even on, on his end of being like, you know, what do I, you know, oh, I'm glad you were the perfect one, sister. I'm glad we got I kind of Like, why? I kind of, I kind of wanted a Vegeta moment, to be honest with you, where he's oh, like, sure. where he, he's like, they did this to us. Go get them, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, Instead. something like that. Um, yeah, would have been would have probably been a little bit easier to buy there. Um, yeah, I I just kind of look at this like, it. Yeah, there there there's just things that I I I I think that truthfully the whole conversation and I I know I said this already the call conversation we had about the doctor's motivations are probably far more than was ever warranted by the script of this film of this of the special you're you're right about that um it's very much a it's an appetizer right yeah. it's not a meal yeah that's the thing it's it's just it's an appetizer appetizers are great i love appetizers some people make the meals they shouldn't be nutritionally, but but they get but they get turned into one, right? So I love like, mozzarella sticks. Who doesn't? They're great. Yeah. yeah. Um. But there's not a lot of uh. There's not a lot. You know, it's 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 fried cheese. Fried cheese is great. It's a lot of fried cheese. Is it too much fried cheese? 
but you don't come away feeling like you've just had uh, a meal, a meal of substance. You know, it's not, it's yes. not like you had a rather large of- snack that you are now compensating <laughs> as a meal. Yeah, exactly. It's it's that you don't quite feel great afterwards because you now you now have a headache. You're not sure why you have a headache. Um, you've got no protein in your body, and you're like, "Why do right. I have this headache?" Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's that. It's it, that's exactly what this is. Um, there is an incredible fight scene uh, yeah. on the bridge. I think it is incredible. It's probably one of the best uh, ever. I think uh, everything. I think everything they do about her progressionally learning how to how to use her powers and and going like one step further one step further with yeah. it that's all really great yeah me too i think that's I all really really good um, <clears throat> to be honest le- with you learning how sorry. she flies really cool yes uh i agree that first time she goes out on the disc yeah is awesome um yeah that she learns how to do more with her powers in the fight is also great about the fight yeah like she's she's experimenting as she's doing it um, I think this is the last thing I'll be like, kind of, kind of eh, negative about. Um, we already knew stuff about their birth parents, and I don't feel like I learned anything more about them. In fact, I'm kind of mad at the dad, to be honest with you. You mean the adoptive parents? Yeah. Yeah, you said birth parents. Sorry. Sorry. Adopted parents. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm kind of mad at. I, to be honest, I'm mad at both of them. Yeah, I think because like, are. well, but them being shitty to her feels so much more wrong, I guess, to yeah. me when. Hmm. There's a scene it where feels, she comes it feels, when she comes home and it's her birthday and and they're mad that she missed her birthday. I kind of I'm kind of with the parents on that one, but it feels just their whole attitude as we're going through it, because it starts with us seeing them being told their daughter has died mm-hmm. and we know that she did but for them she they've lost their baby yeah and we watch them in that grief for a moment and then they're like man she's a fighter that's that's wild she came back to us how incredible yeah. it's very hard for me to buy that they would go this way even with her behaving weird that it just goes from like the next time we see them, the dad's already like kind of done with her. Yeah. And I'm like, this should have been progressing just as much as her powers were. Like I, I get, we can get from there to I'm too weirded out by this and I can't deal with it. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you put them in that place of grief, that's so hard to come back from. And then they don't love her enough. Mm-hmm. They, they love her. Like they know they adopted her. That's a good point, actually. That's a really good way to look at that. It's it's it kind of feels like it's it's people who don't know, really know how to write abusive parents because there yeah. are abusive parents. There are parents who who abuse their their, their birth children. There are just flat out people who should not have children. Absolutely. And, and I got to tell you, I rarely hear about abusive parents. Hello. Oh, you lost me for a moment. I did lose you. Uh, you rarely hear about abusive parents. Was the last you thing rarely hear about abusive. Yeah, you rarely hear about abusive parents. Who lost a child. Yeah. And then were abusive. And I think that was such a misstep. Um, to put them in emotionally. 
Yeah. Uh, because it made them so bafflingly unbelievable to me. Um, and like, again, like it just, it, now that I have the context that like, not only do they believe she's their birth daughter, they believe that she's their birth daughter who they almost lost and came back to them. Mm-hmm. And what an emotional relief that was for them. And this is how they treat her. It's a bridge too far, my guy. <laughs> yeah, I think it's really interesting to see how we know they suck. We know they're abusive. Well, we know the father's abusive, more likely. Um, and, and it's just not really explained why in this other it's than... All, yeah. yeah, he is. It's It's all just wrapped up in she's weird yeah and i'd rather she was normal and like that they don't they don't like that she's not normal and i just i don't think the context that they set those parents up with that that makes sense and you kind of have to walk me through it you have to make me feel like it's progressional but again i think it's a problem that we see her when she's so young Mm -hmm. and it feels like the dad's already there yeah like she's she's what five or she's like six I think I think she's five. Yeah, she's like that age. And the dad's like sick of this shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, no, like as a father, like, no, your kid is your kid is struggling. Uh, and, and then you find out the kid is gifted and your response is, oh, she's so she's too weird. I mean, we know that, that the reason why parents one a very, very particular trope of abusive parents is is the is is that they are they're frustrated that they don't understand their child, which isn't yeah. an excuse, but that is a trope that, that has been used. Um, and that's what this special is going for, but it doesn't quite work. And one of the, I think one of the, one of the missteps is, is we've talked, you know, the first season of invincible changes things, moves things around um, all sorts of things to kind of adapt it for a more, for a more 21st, 21st century audience. The comic came out in the 21st century. That's a horrible thing to say. Um, but for like a nowadays audience and perhaps the losing your child, losing their, losing the child thing probably should have been the, one of the things they changed. And maybe that would have helped it a little bit, a little bit. And, and that probably was a little, a, a little too uh, handcuffed to the source material than it should have been. Uh, I'll be, I'll be, pretty pretty direct and honest and say that i just i don't believe that anybody who would let that go through the writing process knows intimately knows anybody who has lost a child um especially in like the the like either right up before birth or in the in the pregnancy process or just immediately after and like it it feels very thoughtless in that regard Um, sure to me uh and and it makes it so that like i think there was something more this is the thing is when you're comparing it to like the invincible show and like the family dynamic stuff we get with mark and what we see through his eyes um and then you come here and it's like these parents are just like one one level and like we're not I think they want to tell you, but not show you that like, well, they do care about her because look, they're trying because they're sending her to the to the school for for talented kids and like smart kids and things like that. And. But they don't go far enough to have that be a a conflict of like. 
the mom says it. She's like, we, we did what we could. We sent you to that school. And I wanted Eve to come back with you sent me there to get rid of me. Not because you thought it was best for me. Right. Not because you were trying to help me. It's because you didn't want me around. Right. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Um, and I honestly, wish that that kick-ass babysitter guy came back because that was a cool character. Yeah, I liked him. He was cool. But he uh, thought her weirdness was cool, so those parents were like, never again. <laughs> Screw that guy. Um, probably thought he was weird. Uh, I, love, the, the I jo- love the way she's making molecules. Yeah, me too. The joke at the end, uh, where was Mark Grayson throughout all this? That's pretty good. It's funny. Um, yeah. I actually really like the Omni Man scene when like no one else can see him, and he's like has this rage about being told to like finish dinner or prepare the dishes yeah. or something, and like the rage that comes through him, and then like the the kind of remorse that you see. Yeah, uh, I think uh, that's all. I think that's all lovely because that's a character that we understand where all of those things are. Yeah, and I wonder how that's going to play into Omni Man in the next season. Yes, I'm very interested in that because that's the whole thing is like. He's a man who so desperately doesn't want to love his wife, but clearly does. Yeah. And his like clearly loves his family and doesn't want to. <laughs> and really, really doesn't want to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's so weird that there's more depth to that throwaway gag joke. Post credit scene than there is in the special. Yeah, and again, this- and again I, 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 I like it. I think it's fun. I, again, yeah. that 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 that. For me, the freeway the freeway fight is worth the price of admission alone. It's um, great. I, I, there's so many cool things in that fight. Um, and I love how fluid the animation becomes in that when she like does the feet thing. So anyway, sorry. There's one other note that I will touch on that I'm very positive on, which is I think I think knowing about the like you're blocked from messing with biological matter, and the the like shooting of him and the death of her mom in front of her. And all of that being compiled on her in like a day, like she fought mm-hmm. her siblings that day, um, mm-hmm. and that pushes her through that mental block. I think that's a good scene. Yeah, me too. Um, I, I she basically goes super saiyan, and I quite like that. Yeah, um, it's a good scene. Uh, yeah, that emotional catharsis works, but I think the journey to get there could have been better. Yeah, yeah, probably. I, I, I would like to know what the pipeline of developing this the special was, because I don't think that they were they were working on this for two years like they were working on. No, they weren't. Two. That's the thing is. It, and I, I and honestly, I would maybe there's a part where I would like. I would have eat, liked this even more if it came out like eight months earlier than it did. Yeah, like a true in-betweener. And I'd be like, wow, what a what a wonderful thing. But like Invincible wasn't too far around the corner when this came out. Yeah. Um, like we had a release date, a realistic one. And, uh, and it's like, I, I don't know. I, I'll put it this way. When you go back and rewatch the show, will you watch the special? Yeah, probably not. That's the thing, right? It I doesn't watch. The, I watched the scene on YouTube of the highway chase scene though. Sure, but like you're gonna go back and do a rewatch. Let's let's just say hypothetically with someone who didn't watch it, um, uh, and wants to. Are you gonna watch this? If if I was watching it with someone who didn't watch it, yeah, I would. But if I was sure. watching it on my own, probably not. 
yeah, that's that's tough. Yeah. Um. Okay. I think that's I think that'll do it. Yeah, I think I kicked it around enough. <laughs> look, I think it's, it's already dead. Look, it's invincible. It's very good. It's competently yeah. made. It looks really good most of the time, um, especially like we said, the fight scene. Um, it's it's a really like Invincible is one of the best shows around, and I'm sure season two is going to be just as much more of that as season one was, and that it's going to be kick ass. And I think this is just like it's not a bad showing. It's just kind of like Invincible is at like high caliber great, mm-hmm. and this feels more like good to fine. Sure. Um, I'm I'm I, I know I was a little unfensive of the the special here, but I'm more in the I'm much in much higher in the good rate ranking for myself. Um, I like it. I had a good time. Um, but you know, you you, you got to admit there's it's got some problems. It's not as good as as Invincible. It's not. It's it's there's it's mostly surface level, and that's just not something you could say about the show. It doesn't feel as as thoughtful for a bunch of characters who either should matter to other characters or spending time with in the case of the adopted parents or characters we're never going to see again. It doesn't feel like it's it's giving as much story to them as you'd want it to in an invincible story. Um, And I hope if there are to be more specials in the future, which I think is a great idea, um, that they are more thoughtful about characters that we're either never going to spend a lot of time with or never see again. Yeah, I agree. Because Eve's going to be fine. I'm going to always love Eve and all this information is going to be additive to her, even if they never reference it. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. That's great. Um, But as a singular outing, it would be really cool if I could be like, man, some of the characters, the revelations that happened with the doctor or how we watched her relationship to Grey with her birth parents, all that kind of stuff, like that, that could really stand out and mean something. And it's like, it's, it's fine. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's there. And it's enjoyable. That's it. Well, hopefully we don't feel this way about Invincible Season 2 when we return, uh, which we will. Uh, We will return with the next two episodes, with the first two episodes of Invincible Season 2, so stay tuned for that. Um, There's other Fickner's Watches, guys, that you can check out. Some of the archive stuff. Sorry, should I wrap up? Yeah, I I mean, unless you had anything else you wanted to say about it. No, I would just gush about the fight scene, really. I mean, it's a great it's a great scene. Yeah, I I think that it's it's very it's very intensive and well thought out. And I do think that they try to pack a lot of stuff into 55 minutes. I I will give them credit. I think that they're trying to put a lot in there. I just think that like how it was put in and what specifically came across could have been more measured and considered. I, I arguably don't need the friend next door, to be honest with you. I don't know how you feel, but like. No, she disappears early, <clears throat> early in the film. I mean, I get the I get the point of it about how she felt alone, but the thing is, like, Eve has friends in the show now, so I'm not really worried about that. Eve's birth parents still suck. Yeah. And I feel like that's the relationship to focus on. Yeah. And we could have spent more time on that and lost that that friend next door story. Sure. All right. Shall we get out of here, then? Absolutely. All right. Uh, Well, guys, again, like I said, check out, stay tuned for Invincible Season 2 coming uh, soon. And um, 
there's a lot of fake news watches coming down the pipeline now that the strike is over. Strange New World, Secret Invasion, Loki, Star Wars, Ahsoka, Lower Decks. Am I missing anything? No, I think you covered all the fake news watches. There's yeah. also Cinephiles coming. Cinephiles is coming back. There's a lot. There's a lot of things coming back now that strikes are over. Cinephiles, fake news watch, animation station, real score, uh, yada yada yada. Um, go to our website, fakenerpodcast.com, to see the list, to see what's coming. Uh, find the links to uh, subscribe and and watch it all. It's all going to be there. Um, it's just linked below, or you know, just go to fakenerpodcast.com. We make it pretty easy. Uh, you can also yeah. check out our Patreon and our T Public if you'd like to support us financially. Greatly appreciate those are links below as well as on our website. Um, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Fickner Podcast. I am at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter, where you can find my writings for atomicgeekdom.com. Uh, Sparks? Uh, you can find me um, wanting to be more invincible at Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter, S P A R K Z Witty. All right. Excuse me. Sorry, it's a little late. For it. It's a little late at the time of this recording. What? No, it's not. It's fine. Um, uh, all right, guys. Subscribe to us on your podcast of choice. Rate and review um, wherever you get us. Like this video. Subscribe to this channel. Until next time we see us, guys. Stay fake nerds.